Hi, and welcome to Embracing the Plan podcast. We're your hosts, Matthew and Mary Kate, and we are back um, after a short break, back at it. Um, today's topic is a little exciting, a little, little double double take. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump right in. I'll let Matthew take it away. Yeah, I thought today we'd talk about something that I know I experience every couple days, and I'm sure you do too, um, to go a little more high level before I jump into my example. Um, I'd just like to take some time and talk about a few of the times that something happens or we're looking back on something that we've done and it just really hits you. How did that happen or, or why did that happen? And there are a few times that I can think of right off the top of my head, but the main one is obviously our twins. Um, every few days, you just look at them and they're playing or they're walking and it just hits you. How are there two of them? Yeah, um, I don't think it hits me as often, but I definitely have moments where like they something cute happens or all chaos breaks out and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did we have two babies at once? We went from one to three overnight and um, I think the other day especially I was looking at my time hop and it was a year ago that you went back to work after being home for three weeks once the girls came home from the NICU and you had texted me uh, how are things going and I, I sent you this like long rundown of how things were and when I looked at the time stamp it was only like 9.30 in the morning and I was toast at that point on day one um, it doesn't hit me often but when it does I'm like wow this is really cool and not a lot of people get to experience these, you know, firsts and these milestones and these, these just special moments with two at the same time. Um, I look back on those times or I look, look at those moments. And I think like when we experienced that with our oldest, but there was only one and it's like, now there's two and you're just trying to keep up and keep your eyes on everybody. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And even just to get away from the, um, you know, trying to keep up with them. And obviously every single day they're getting into things that they shouldn't and progressing in a way to where we've got three little ones who are pulling everything out of baskets and littering toys all over the floors. But just to see them play with each other or to see them gang up on you know our oldest and it it's crazy how just sometimes at random points of the day you happen to turn your head and it takes a few seconds before it registers wait a minute i've got to actually figure out which baby this is and <laughs> that never happens I, i'm pretty much 99.5% of the time I know who's who. Yeah, until you're wrong and then you you don't Yeah, think but you're it's wrong. just like a half a second. You're like, "No wait, that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. I didn't say take 5 minutes to figure it out." No, I, but 
it's different when obviously you've only got one, you know who it is, but when you've got two, you turn and you go to say a name and then you think, well, is that right? (laughs) And, and again, it just kind of hits you like, oh my God, why are there two of them? I think it's been really cool lately watching them interact with each other and play with each other because obviously we, you didn't, we didn't have two with our first, so he kind of was just interacting with us and we were trying to you know, get on his level and play with him. But with two that are the same age, watching them learn from each other, and I think the big thing we're dealing with right now is like emotion regulation and reaction. Um, because with our first, like he didn't have someone ripping toys out of his hands. And so like hitting... And getting mad and angry wasn't something that really happened often with him. He's learned how to handle that and regulate that over time. But right now, we have two 13-month-olds that are constantly grabbing toys from each other. And it's like they don't know how to regulate, you know, that, like, frustration and that anger. And so they just bop each other on the head or, like, on the face. And I'm constantly being like, don't hit, don't hit. And obviously that's something that, you know... And I'm constantly They'll learn over being, time, but... And I'm constantly being like, take it back, take it back. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's kind of funny, and I, part of it is just like, you know, teaching them that, you know, hitting is not the best way to react. But also, like, they're going to be together for at least the next 18 years. Like, figure it out. And, I don't know, maybe other twin parents take a different approach to that. And I'm not, like, you know, allowing, you know baby WWE to happen on the playroom floor but at the same time like like I said they're going to be together for a long time figure out how to deal with each other you get mad at me when I say that I mean it's to me it's funny right now because it's just like they get in these little tussles and they just scream at each other and then go their separate ways but just learning how to parent two kids who are the same age at the same time is is interesting but can you imagine what it would be like if there was only one of them? Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, how different would it be if there was only one of them? How I think about how much more individual attention I could give if it wasn't so crazy with three tinies right now. Because having, you know, a, a toddler who's old enough to, for the most part, know better, but he's still kind of you know, gets into trouble occasionally. And then two that don't know better and are now mobile walking and getting into all sorts of things like that time throughout the day to really spend individual, meaningful time with each kid. It doesn't happen every day. And I tend to carry a lot of guilt for that. But yeah, I think about, man, if there's only one of them, this would be so easy. I usually just try to think of it as spending time with them as a whole doing individual you know when it happens it happens but I don't stress myself out or, or get upset with myself if um, you know the if one of the twins doesn't get more attention um, you know on any particular day well I, I don't I try not I've had to really work on that in the last year just not taking it personal and not um, being super hard on myself for you know, having that guilt, but 
I do try to really spend time with the three of them, like meaningful time, all three of them together, even if it's just for five minutes a day doing something. Um, because I want them to be super close. They're very close in age. I want them to be each other's best friends. And, the, you know, I want them to each know that these are the two people I can rely on the most. Um, but, yeah, I... It's you definitely think you you definitely cherish the moments where you get that individual time with each kid. So that was the obvious situation where you have somewhat of a consistent reminder of um, everyday activities, and it just hits you and says, you know, this is great. I I wouldn't go back, and I don't want it any differently, but how or, or, or why did it happen this way is there anything else in your mind that kind of sticks out as something that whether it's consistently um you know calls something back to you or something that happened in the moment that just made you think wow how did we get here how did i you know meaning you get here um i don't know i mean i think so in the last couple of weeks, they've both really gotten good at walking. And I think that's crazy because um, I remember with our oldest, he was kind of a late walker and I'm really worried about that. And um, the twins have walked so much earlier than he did. And going from those first few days in the NICU and just being so completely overwhelmed um, and just cheering them on for the tiny amount of, you know, formula and breast milk they could take in their little, you know, NG tube. Like, I don't know, it just feels like we've come a really long way. And the fact that there's, we've gotten two of them this far is, it, to me, it's just, I don't know, I can't look at it any other way than just feeling extremely blessed and grateful for how the last year has gone. Yeah, and... The other thing to think about is we haven't even reached one year from their actual due date yet, which yeah. I think that's <laughs> that thinking about that blows my mind more than just about anything else. What really blew my mind the other day was I thought, wow, they're like a month older than our oldest was when we found out we were pregnant with them that's just crazy. Like, I don't feel like that much time has passed. You're trying to say something? No, not at all. <laughs> Let's get another dog or something. <laughs> we'll get a fish. Yeah. So now that we've got a little bit of an example in, you know, the, the way that our oldest grew up and we've all obviously been affected by, um, you know, the pandemic in this past 12 months. And, um, we've talked quite a bit about, how their first 12, 13 months has been so much different than his. Yeah, to the point that I feel it's more mom guilt on that one because they haven't had near the experience, exposure, um, opportunity in their first year that um, our son had just, you know, going and doing and seeing other people and, um, you know, seeing different faces and 
Do you think there were any positives on that side? Positives on the side of just being stuck at home or them not being around? Just the way that everything is turned out as is versus the way that you feel like it would have gone. Um, I mean, it's definitely... This year was a lot easier than I, th- I had imagined, but obviously I didn't imagine, you know, a pandemic, so to speak, um, keeping us at home and keeping you at home. I remember being so, like, just nervous for you to go back to work after the girls came home from the NICU because I had I knew I had to figure out how to handle everything on my own for the, you know, eight or nine hours a day that I was there by myself. And I got about two weeks into that, and then you came home and you've worked from home ever since. But, you know, I don't know. I think there's been a lot of unexpected special moments in the last year of just us being in the house, all of us together, it seems like 24-7. But... And I haven't had the stress of taking them places on my own, you know, before the girls were here, you know, I would feel pretty comfortable taking Derek somewhere by myself and going shopping or grocery shopping or, you know, whatever it was, I would pretty much just load him up and go do it. I don't think I would have done that as much this past year with the girls, even if had things been normal. Um, but even the few times that I've done it, man, it is a lot of work taking three kids somewhere by yourself. So I don't think we would have gone as many places anyways. But so in in a way, it's made life easier. But I think in a way, with the last year being the way it's been, it's definitely made life harder because I do feel like developmentally, you know, we're social creatures. And I look at all the experiences Derek that our son had in, you know, the first year of his life and the lack of those experiences, the twins have had and it it like it bothers me um and we purposefully haven't you know obviously things have you know opened back up or whatever you want to call it but you know I don't want my kids around a bunch of people whose faces are covered like that's not normal um they're still little and they're still processing and they're still learning you know faces and just the psychology behind that And I don't want them to think that this is how people look when we go places. And so, you know, even when we'd go and, you know, with the kitchen remodel, we're running into Home Depot and Lowe's, it feels like all the time, you know, sometimes the kids are with us and, you know, it's fun to get out and for them to be able to see and do and it feels, you know, somewhat normal again. But I think about the fact that like, okay, they're all three sitting in the stroller or in the shopping cart and like their little brains have to be wondering like, where's everybody's face, you know? And, um, so those kind of things bother me, the experiences they've missed out on and then how the experiences they've gotten have been so just, I don't know, like, I don't know what the right word is. Um, I almost, I almost feel like when you talk about experiences being missed out on, it's really worse for our older one than it is for them. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the years one and a half to now two and a half, 
Um, I feel like he's missed out on a lot of meaningful interaction that he can learn from, um, mm-hmm. from you know other kids. And obviously, he's here most of the time, anyways. Um, not going to daycare or anything like that, but not having the option to just meet up with whoever you might want to meet up with that you know who also has kids. Um, or at least those options being limited or restricted. Um, I feel like that's had a bigger effect on him than it will on, on the girls. Yeah. I mean, I think for him it's become, you know, he needs that release and he needs to get out of here every so often because, you know, it's hard having two little, little babies that, you know, mom and dad are looking after all the time and, you know, he still needs that attention and, um, but when he does get out of here, his options are limited as to what he can go do. You know, there is no, um, you know, I don't know, just the normal things we used to do, but, you know, he can still go to the park and he can still go to grandparents' houses and, but like I said, I, you know, we could still go walk around Target. We could still go, um you know, hang out in the toy section at wherever, but I don't want to, one, you know, be with my kids anywhere where I feel like some, you know, person is going to say something to us because we don't wear masks or, you know, have my kids around a bunch of people whose faces are covered. That's weird. And that is, um, it, it goes against everything that is child development, you know, proper child development. And so, I mean, I know it's, he, he can somewhat understand it a little bit. I've not really tried to explain any of it to him. Um, but for infants, I mean, this is huge and this is detrimental. And so really for the twins, I think it's had a greater social impact on our oldest, but for the twins, it is such a, just developmental as a whole impact. Um, and I worry about like their immune systems not being exposed to different stuff. Um, and I think we've kind of in some ways seen the effects of that just in, you know, times when we have done things, we've had a couple of, you know, colds and fevers and runny noses. And I think, that's a direct effect of, you know, them not being around a bunch of people enough and not their immune system, not getting that practice that it's meant to have. And then as soon as you do encounter something, you know, yes, their bodies have done exactly what they should do. They've had the fevers they're supposed to have. They've, you know, battled these things and they've overcome it and that's great, but it does worry me, um, them not being around and them not having the experiences and just, you know, I don't know. I know I have a very different take on a lot of this stuff than most people, but um, if if you're completely against everything that has been done the way it's been done for ever, like what is your reasoning behind that? Um, and for me, kids are meant to be out. They're meant to be around other people. They're meant to be around other kids. They're, you know, they're, we're social creatures. We're supposed to be around others. Um and, you know, I love being in our little home and just the five of us, but, you know, 
I want the girls to get out and to have experiences and to, to get to do things. Um, and I want that for our son too. So to kind of steer away from the whole COVID thing, um, I guess my question for you is when you have those moments of just like double take and like, oh my gosh, there's two of them, you know, what, what do you see, you know, the next five, 10 years being like with the fact that you have, I think it's so crazy to have two kids the exact same age and to be there. I mean, they're both kind of on the same track and like, but you've got two different people, you know, you've got two different personalities. Um, how do you see that? Like, what do you see that looking like in the next five to 10 years? Well, I definitely don't see that changing of um, just the random moments, um, glances where it just kind of hits you and says, why are there two of them? Uh, I definitely don't think that's going to change. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, they're identical, so you might know them better than I do, I guess, but there are definite times where if they're not looking straight on and, again, you just kind of turn your head, um, sometimes it takes a second to, to kind of process which one it is. If, if you're looking at them from the back, I think it's getting harder and harder to, to just be able to tell them from the back. And I get it right now when they're still really little, there's still a little bit of a size difference. But, you know, four, five, six years from now, I'm really interested to see how identical they actually are because I think we both know uh, a few sets of identical twins that – were varying degrees of identical from look nothing alike to look almost exactly the same. Um, so I've got a feeling that I'm going to have more trouble at it than you are for sure. I think looking into the future, I'm just excited about, um, I don't know. I don't want to wish it away, but like right now they're in this stage where they know what they want, but they really can't communicate it well enough yet and it's like when they're hungry and they're both hungry you feel like you move like a turtle and they just scream at you and throw these little tantrums and you're just like rushing to get food to the high chairs or to get milk in the sippy cups and I'm ready for the stage where like I can just tell them hey be patient or I'm I'm getting your milk and they understand that because even though they can see me getting the milk or they can see me, you know, getting the food, they still scream. And, and I think dealing with one screaming kid is, is one thing, but it's like they gang up on you. And how do you know they don't already understand you and they're just screaming anyways? I mean, yeah, I think that's part of it too. They're very, um, impatient, which they probably get that from me. You're just but saying move faster. I know. I'm just, I, I like the age that our oldest is at. And I think when the two of them get there, that'll be kind of cool. Cause you know, he has his opinions and he has his little funny sayings that he says. And, um, he has his little particular way of certain things and how he, he does certain things. And, um, I'm excited for them to kind of get to that age and see how they differ I think that's a big thing is how, what will be the differences that they start to show 
you know, whether that's personality. I mean, their personalities are different right now. Yeah, but I think I think they'll almost be polar opposites. I do too, and I, that worries me because then it's like, well, one of wow. them worries me. Um, but just some of the things that our son does, and then seeing like, okay, how are they going to handle that, and what is that going to look like when they get to that age? Just solely with the fact that there's two of them, you know, are they going to want their stuffed animals the same way in their beds like he does? Or is one of them, you know, not going to be interested in stuffed animals at all and the other one's going to, you know, hoard them? Like, I don't know. Those just little things that I'm so kind of excited to see how they start to differ as they grow up. But also just like watching that twin bond continue to grow and, and get stronger, I think is really, I, I love watching that. I think it's so cool. I mean, I, you know, I have a sister and we have an awesome relationship, but we're not twins. And I think there's just something about the twin relationship that I'm so excited to, to watch um, and to foster and, and nurture as best I can as the, the parent. But I think it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, I think looking back, never in a million years would I have you know, imagine that we would have identical twins, but it, it's definitely been a, a blessing and a surprise and all well, kinds of things. At least now you don't have to imagine it. Yeah. Um, I can remember having those conversations way back in the day be like, man, how cool would it be if we had twins? And it is. It is really cool. But I like when we had those conversations, it was always like, yeah, that'll never happen though. <laughs> it was no, that was, uh, it would be cool if not an it would be cool when no i know that's what i'm saying it would be cool if but like the if was never gonna happen um ifs are better that way sometimes (laughs) um but i don't know there's nothing i think i could have done in my life prior to now that would have prepared me for twins i mean obviously having one already is is good prep and you know we we weren't starting from scratch. We knew what we were doing for the most part, but there's just something about two at the same time that is, it is a whole different ball game. I think that if we just had one, it would have helped because we'd have had a newborn and a 19 month old. And that's two still very dependent lives that, um, that you'd have to look after. So I do feel like when you say there's nothing that could have prepared you, I, I think that, um, you know, if, if twins were one more kid, one more pregnancy down the road, then I do think that that would have been a little bit of um, preparation, so to speak, uh, for you just because you'll, you'd have a 19 month old and a newborn. I get it. It's not the same thing. They're not twins, but in terms of the attention, in terms of the um, the amount of work, I, I think that could have helped prepared. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know that. Uh, would you want another set of twins? I think. Let's go for three. I think yes, if I could not have the pregnancy part, which is horrible. But it wasn't like my body wasn't. It, it wasn't hard on my body. It was just the stress of having mono die twins. And the, I mean, at the end, I think we were in the doctor's office like three times a week. 
and it was just never ending stress and and I think it'd be that way with any type of twin pregnancy. Yeah, I you know, if we could get lucky and have fraternal twins and like go to like 37 weeks and, you know, not have to have a C-section, that'd be great. Um, but I don't I don't know. I I thought about this because I think if we had another set of twins, like that would be it. I would be completely over it by then. Because I would not be trying at some point to have a third set, but then I would feel I would feel bad because then our oldest is the only one who's not a twin. Like I, I stay up thinking about these things sometimes, which is so dumb. But yeah, I don't I don't want any more twins. I I mean, hey, you know what? There's some days where I'm like, it seems like everything's gone wrong and everything's failing and everyone's crying and all this stuff, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I might be failing miserably today, but at one point in time, my body grew two humans at the same time. It can always be worse. Yeah. All right. Well, this was just a little little chat on two babies at once and how, you know, when you least expect it, God blesses you with just the, the greatest blessing you didn't know you needed and that you never saw coming. Um, so until next time... Uh, keep the faith and embrace the plan.